Good morning, everybody. As you can see, we've got something different we're doing this morning. Got a little different setup. Uh, what we are involved with, as Brittany just said, is we uh, began a relationship series last week. As Brittany said, she kicked it off. And what's going on this week is that I've asked uh, three couples that have been married for a minute uh, to come up, and it's going to kind of be a panel interview. Um, one thing I think that's really missing in our society is having godly mentors. Would anybody agree with that? You know, some people that maybe can speak to things and maybe just talk about some things. Um, you know, years ago, I think for all of us, life was probably at a different pace, and we could uh, hang out more. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe you had uh, family members that were older and, and, you know, spiritually and could mentor you in, in, in marriage or child training. You know, it's like the, the book of T uh, Titus says, you know, older women teach younger women, you know, how to, how to raise the family. And, and a lot of that's missing. And so uh, this week, one thing I, I just kind of had on my heart, you know, months and months ago is that we'd start or just include in the series of relationships, get a chance to interview some people that have been married for a while. So come on, would you give it up to these three couples? Come on, the Tylers, the Portillos, and Johnny B and Siung. Let's go. Come on. Come on, you can keep clapping as they come. I think you all know where you're sitting. I don't know where you're sitting. You know, they, they don't, they, you guys know where you're sitting? You do? Huh? No? All right. Look at, come on. So, come on, we got everybody up here. Come on, we, oh, yeah, you guys down there, is that where you're sitting? Okay, I didn't know where everybody's sitting, but uh, we're glad they're here. Uh, what I want them to do is a microphone right behind you, Johnny, uh, and you guys got it, and, and we can just have it there. Uh, so what I'm going to do is that I, I, I've, I've uh, talked to them and kind of sent them some questions that I wanted to address, some things that were uh, uh, stuff that I've asked myself, uh, some stuff that's been asked to me. Uh, some people have asked some questions in the church. And maybe we'll get a chance to address, uh, address uh, those as well. But I was thinking about something. Uh, in fact, I came across something uh, recently. I want to read it to you as we just kind of jump into marriage. Uh, so, so many people, uh, I mean, we're, we're living in a society of, of broken homes. And, and if you've come from a broken home or a broken relationship, uh, uh, I, I believe that Again, our stance on that is that if someone's divorced or, or you've been through a broken home, there, there's nothing that's ir irreparable. Uh, you might not mean get back with that same person. They might have already moved on. But, but before you move on, you need to get your heart healed. And, and uh, God is a genius, and he's, uh, he, he is a way maker at changing hearts, even with such pain that can come with relationship, with divorce or separation. Uh, but I came across this quote and just want to kind of jump in it this morning before we start asking some questions to, to these three couples. The quote was this, a perfect marriage is just two imperfect people who refuse to give up on each other. One more time. A perfect marriage is just two imperfect people who refuse to give up on each other. And so, you know, uh, maybe as we just kind of begin, each of you guys kind of tell us uh, how long you've been married, uh, um, you know, uh, kids or whatever, and just kind of get us going. John, let's go. Well, uh, my name is John. It's my wife, Sue Ming. Uh, we've been married. It'll be 25 years in July. And uh, thank you. Only. Come on. Only. 25. That's not only. And we've been together for, 20, for 26 years, actually. All right. And uh, anyway, before I met Sue Ming, I'll just share this with you. I was actually engaged to another woman, and... Does she it, know that? No, 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 wait. Okay, just ask. And before I met her, I, I, I broke up the engagement I hadn't been with, with uh, for a year. 
And I remember uh, I went to work on a Saturday, and I was feeling a little bit down. And I, I remember distinctly praying to the Lord, Lord, it's in your hands. Whatever woman you're going to bring into my life, I know is going to be exactly the right one. And then I met her shortly afterwards. And wow. Yeah. And... Um, Suming, did you feel the same same way about Johnny as Johnny felt about you? He came in a white horse. He did? I fell in love. Whoa! A white Mustang. A white Mustang, okay, a white horse. If you don't know Suming, she's a stand up comedian. She's hilarious. She's hilarious. She's hilarious. So how did, where did you guys meet? Where did you meet? Uh, we met in New York City. Uh, this is another thing. Uh, my best friend, we've been friends for 40 years now, she worked for him for six years. Never knew she existed. And my best friend was when I was much younger. We would go out carousing and all that kind of other stuff. We were roommates. I was the best man at his wedding. All of a sudden, in a clear blue sky, I was visiting him, and he says to me, I know a woman that I think you would really like. Wow. Just out of the clear blue. We wow. weren't even talking about women, right? Wow. And then he did the same thing with her. And then we met, and then we realized, like, four or five months later, I had been married before, as had Sue Ming. So I knew kind of okay. what was right. You've been down the road a little bit. That's right. And then since we both felt it was right, we said, why waste time, you know? So we got married 10 months later, and we've been married ever since. So. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So come on. God can do a quick thing. Yeah. Mario, Tina, how long y'all been married? Uh, we've been married. We'll be married 35 years this year yeah. in October. Come on, give it up. That's a long time. Wow. That's a long time. So I'm Mario Portillo, what my wife Tina. Time? You want like it's been a long time. Come it's on, a man. long time, man. It's a long time. <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, it's a long time. All right. Wow, that's <laughs> better. That's it's better. a great time. But, you know, <clears throat> we met when we were just, uh, just over 18 years old. And, I mean, we weren't Christians at the time. So I fell in love with this beautiful girl. Yeah. like, oh, my Lord. When she walked into this classroom, I met her for the first time. We were in a classroom co in college. A college classroom, yeah. And I was in the back. She walked in the front. And. She had this beautiful smile and these deep dimples, and Lord have mercy, the pants were tight. And I said, oh, I said, I said that's my woman, if you, I could tell, you, you know. Were you in lust or were you in love? I was not a Christian, let's I, put okay, it that so, okay, way. Let's leave it at that, okay? I was not a all Christian right, at right. the time. All right, all right. I've been there, I'm just checking. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, I look back now, after yeah. 37 years together, 35 years of marriage, and, and I know that back then God had a plan. Yeah. And now I realize it and recognize that so God good. had a plan so because I, I had no idea what he, what, what, he's, and what, what he had for us. And now, you know, 25 years in, in, in serving the Lord, it, it's a whole different so world. You so know. good. Tina, want to say anything about that? Oh, no, that's accurate. That was accurate. <laughs> any horse story? Any horses or Mustangs or any white horses or anything like that? Uh, no, no, no Mustangs or white horses. Okay. No, but it's just... Um, like he said, I think timing is good. You know, the timing was, you know, right. We were, like, we were very young. Sometimes I look at my mom and I say, who let us get married at 21? Because wow. I see my kids at 21 and I'm like, they're not even no yeah. adults. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we were eight. Like he said, I was still 18 when we met and um, we had that class and then yeah. started dating after that. So dated one year, then engaged for one year and got married. Great. Okay. But, cool. Yeah. Super. Awesome. Tyler's. Hey, man. Um, How long y'all uh, been married? We've been married, actually, 24 years. Woo! We've been together. Come on, 20... give it up, 24 years. Yeah, Let's we've been go. together 29 years. Been together 29, huh? Yes. Um, we met on the Amtrak train, actually. You know? What? Yes. I was coming from um, Seattle, Washington. My friend was being um, transfer, transferred up to Seattle, <laughs> and the plane ticket what was too expensive. 
You met in the Amtrak? So sure not. How did you do that? What happened? Bro, there? I'll be ready to tell you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> tell me. Yeah, check it out. But um, uh, my friend was being um, transferred, like I said, up to um, Seattle, Washington. And I drove down from Seattle, Washington because the plane ticket was too expensive for a one-way flight. So somebody suggested take the train. You know, so I took the train. Fast forward until we got to ride on to Monterey, California. And that's when she got on the, on the train. Now, mind you, we were the only African-American people on the train. Wow. But she thought I was with the girl sitting next to me. She was only a 15-year-old girl, but she looked like a grown woman. Yeah. So she gets on the train, looks at me, and rolls her eyes, and I looked at her. <laughs> hey! I looked at her, and I rolled my eyes. I said, it ain't happening, you know? So, so we, we drove all the way to um, L.A. Oh we drove all the way to L.A., ain't said nothing to each other. So her mom tried to pull the suitcase down. It almost fell on her, and I grabbed it. I said, ma'am, where are you going? She said, I'm going to San Diego. I said, well, I'm going to San Diego. So I helped her, and we ain't talked to almost close to San Diego. And she said, Michelle, he look like a nice guy. And she looking at me, I'm looking at her, then we finally start talking. Wow. Finally start talking. Wow. Yeah. So God can move on the Amtrak. Oh, yeah. Come on, somebody. <laughs> oh, y'all taking the train. Y'all be looking around at somebody now. Wow. Oh. Phenomenal. Michelle, what do you want to say? That... That was accurate. <laughs> I would have loved to have been a fly in the wall when you see rolling your eyes. I did. I did. I did because I wasn't. I wasn't thinking about any kind of relationships yeah. or anything yeah, at yeah, that yeah. time in my life. So anybody that would have looked at me, I would have probably did the same thing. Wow. I just wasn't in a place at that time. So well, I can understand Mario because when she walked. This chick got a walk that would just mesmerize you. Come on, see? come on. Come it it makes you speak. Okay. It make you speak. All right, all right, all right. She had on this spandex dress. Yeah. It made you lose all form of English language. <laughs> I said, "Good Lord, have mercy." That's all I said. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, man, man hey, it is what it is. Yeah, we're Christians. We're Amen. Christians. Yeah. We're Christians here. Yeah. So. Yeah, but. <laughs> so just um, single women. Work on your walk. That's all I got out of that. Work on your walk. <laughs> Married women, keep working on your walk for your husband. There you go. There you go. All right, here, we're going to ask a couple questions here, and uh, uh, I think they'll be on the screen, a couple things. Question, you know, just that we've got. I, I, Kimber and I have been married uh, 36. will be coming up in May, 36 years. So, yeah. So, you know, we've had this asked a couple different times, a couple different ways. I think it'll be on the screen so you can kind of watch it as some people talk about it. But here we go, guys. Let's address this. How do you keep the fire burning? How do you keep the fire burning in your marriage? If, if the fire's low, how do you get it back? How, how do you get the fire back? So, come on, somebody, nobody in particular, just you got something, talk to us here. Talk to the crowd. Uh, well, I'll, I guess I'll start. <clears throat> you know, we, there, there's a, a cliche thing. You say, you know, you have date night. Well, I tell you, you know, we have a lot of date nights, and we use that to our very big advantage. And date nights turn into date weekends, and date weekends turn into date weeks sometimes wow. Wow. throughout the year. And <clears throat> we just use that that's time. That's a whole lot of loving going on. That's a whole lot of loving. Yeah, that's a whole lot of loving. But we use that as a time together. because we, you know, we didn't talk about our children, but our children are grown adults. They live in their own homes. Uh, our son lives in Los Angeles. Our daughter still lives in, in, in here in Chula Vista. But... We're really, you know, kind of alone. We're, you know, we're empty nesters. We have our mother-in-law who yeah. we love very dearly, and she stays with us, and, yeah. and we've been with her for, been with us 25 years. But we, we allow ourselves the time to, to, 
to, to nurture the, the older, as we get a little older, yeah. that relationship that you, you kind of had when you first started out. Right, right. Because when you first started out, it was like, oh, Lord, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and you're falling in love. Then you have kids, and then you get into that whole buy a house, you know, get a mortgage, buy a car, and then you get a little right. stressed in the middle, and now we're to that age where right. we can right. kind of, you know. So date night, that's important. You guys do very, date nights? You guys go hang out? No, not really. No. We look at it a little differently, maybe because we got married a little bit, little bit older in life, but we think as, I'll share this with the truth. We were very intense, very intense when we, when we met. And then we realized, because we talk about expectations, we realized there's no way, no how this can possibly last, this type of intensity. So we thought about it. We said, let's get married. <laughs> It'll reduce things, right? And it takes on a whole different dimension. So what we do now is, I think, love morphs into an action, right? We still love each other very much. But like, for example, we start our days. Whoever gets up first will go downstairs, make coffee, and then... If I'm up or she's up, usually her. And then when, when they hear the you other... You set your clock five minutes behind. <laughs> no, no. <it's> <laughs> she, okay. she usually okay. gets up first. And then what we do is we, we, we hug each other, rub each other's back. We tell each other that we love each other. I don't know how many times a day that we do that. And so it's little Stop things. Right there. Is that important? Do you think that's important yes. to say that yes. over and over? Absolutely. Yeah. I think it is. You need, you, you need to hear that. Yes. Just because they said, I do, 10 years ago, I love you, your wife... And your husband need to hear Absolutely. that over and over and over. Absolutely. And holding hands, you know, a little rub on the back, a little pat on the back, being considerate. Like, how was Sometimes your day? Had to touch go? on the rear ends, okay? <laughs> yeah. Especially in her case, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> but that's what we do. I mean, so I think it's, it's more than the goo goo gaga stuff that we've all felt. It's right. really the action of love is, is, is an action. So yeah. that's what we do anyway. Good, cool. Guys, Michelle. What, what I've come to learn is that um, intimacy isn't just, you know, um, we've got kids in the room, um, when we, I'll put it like this, when we come together and worship. <laughs> um, because even just, you know, if I'm thinking about him and I'll send a text, I'm the only one that knows him the way right. that I do, you know, intimately. So... I, I've come to learn that just even a text, I mean, that fans the flame, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It already sets things in motion. So intimacy is just so much more than just, you know, worshiping together. It, you know, it's, yeah. it's knowing each other and sharing, you know, those intimate things um, with each other. So a quick text, and I kid you not, um, yeah. yeah, my husband, he's the flame hey, in the baby, marriage. I'll be home sooner today than I was yeah. yesterday. <laughs> so, so you're. you're <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Forrest Gump. I'm gone. You're gone. <laughs> run, baby, run. run, yes, sir, yes, sir. But yeah, that's pretty much what it is. We yeah. text because yeah. I'm, I'm gone all you're the gone time. All I'm know. gone all day and I send a text or, or emoji or something like that. So passion is just, I mean, I mean, just, you know, a word that I was thinking about, how to keep the fire burning, just passion. You got to figure out with you two, you guys together, what, what you know, like somebody wrote a book, Five Languages of Love. And so you got to figure out what that, what that love language of your spouse is, you know, uh, words of affirmation, uh, like John and, and, and these guys here were just talking about, you know, uh, getting up and just uh, rubbing each other's backs and saying, you know, saying they love each other. It, it's acts of service. It's all you just got to figure out what your spouse, what cranks your spouse. And then you have to do that. 
you know, the thing that I struggled with, you know, years early on was that I wanted to love Kimberly the way I wanted her to love me, my, my, my love language. But then I had to go, brother, this ain't working, you know. So I figured out Kimberly's love language, she's got all five of them. Come on, she's like heightened, like she needs it all, baby. And so gifts and surprises, come on, like, you know, so you just got to figure that out and just keep working. What I found, again, over almost 36 years of marriage is it changes, just changes. And so you have to constantly have constant touch with your spouse and, and, and being able to communicate. And, and that's just a big thing here. Here we go. Another, another question here, guys. Fill, here's a fill in the blank. Dad, I, can I oh, say this? Oh, sure. John. You, you, the part B of it was um, what do you do when yeah, do the do flame when is going yeah, down? Yeah. And Dad just hit on it. you got to reconnect. You guys have to be intentional to make time yeah. to reconnect because if he's out of sync, it throws everything out of sync. Or if I'm out of sync, it'll no. throw things out of sync. So I gotta go, okay, hey, what's going on? You know, things are not, you know, what, what's, what's going on? You know, and I'm hearing a lot now about, um, what's it called, um, emotional adultery. I'm hearing this thing that's going no. around now. Sheesh. You know, and, and you know, it's like, you know, what's going on? How could you, you know, not be enough connected to where you've lost your mate, you know, emotionally and physically? So be intentional. Make that good. reconnection all the time. Check in. Make sure they're okay. You know. So That's I just wanted good. to say, keep awesome. keep it alive. Thanks for that. Hey, fill in the blank, guys. Here, we, here here's a question I asked these guys. I, here here it is. I would tell my younger self blank about marriage. I would tell my younger self blank about marriage. What would it be? What would you say? Somebody jump uh, in. You know, we talked about that earlier uh, before we came in. I would tell myself that marriage is not roses and unicorns. It's really work. Yeah. It's work. And it's hard work sometimes. And it's work that you have to do together. Because if you don't do the work together and one's working harder than the other, you, know, you tend to go off in a different path and you end sure. up doing your own thing. And so um, it is work and it is hard. Yeah. And, and nowadays it's even harder because the dynamics of a household and a family are, are ever changing. Uh, you know, like, like you were talking about like parents, in-laws, you know, uh, uh, children, second marriages, uh, second Lots. marriages with other children and, and, and grandchildren to boot. You know, there's all kinds of different dynamics of family and it affects the marital relationship. Sure. It really does. Sure. And so you have to be uh, uh, working hard together to right. continue that and right. navigate that. Well, uh, since I was married before, and assuming was also, uh, one of the lessons I learned, and I got married when I was like in my early 20s, uh, was you have to be 100% committed. Not, not even 99 is not good enough. It has to be 100. So no matter what happens, you're still committed to each other. And that's the big lesson that I learned. Mm. So that, that's, that's our, yeah. I guess, motto with right. each other. Right. And it gets you through a lot of stuff. <laughs> you know, doesn't matter what happens, we're 100% committed right. to one right. another, right? right? That door is locked for the way out. Yeah. And you gotta work good. it out. That so that's what, locked for the way out. That's good. what I've learned. Good, Suming, wanna say anything about that? What, well, would you tell, what would you tell your younger self about marriage? Well, I have to tell my younger self that, um, you know, give, your, give up yourself. Because I, I, I think that I'm still selfish kind of a person. So in the process, you know, over the years, I have to learn that it's not just me. It's us. Good. Always Good. us. Great. Great word. Great word. Yeah, right. Exactly what I was going to say. You got to give up self. Yeah. You know, um, you don't lose yourself. You don't lose yourself. You don't yourself. lose yourself, but right. you have to give Yeah, give up, up the selfishness and things of that nature, right. like you were saying, you know. So it's not about you. 
You know, and so I was just thinking, uh, it's not a 911. The world's not going to come to an end if you got to give up your plans just to make time for right. your spouse. Right. Cool. I was going to say, um, we were talking earlier, and I was going to say that uh, we were saying you got to be in it to win it, like what they're saying. Yeah. You know, you got you to be able to say that, you know what, things are going to come up. In every marriage, things come up, and every, every circumstance is different. But you have to want to be married, and you have to want to be able to work through whatever the situations are that come up. Yeah. And, you know, some people's situations are a lot harder than other people's situations, sure. but there's still a situation, and it still affects your marriage. And you got to have to want to be married Want to be married enough to work through that situation sure. and come out the other side. Because it takes a long time, you know, and there's, there's hurts and there's sorrows and, you know, and you have to work through that. You have to be patient enough to wait for the other person to work through it also. Right. That's something, too. That's a great word right there because I'm thinking just because you got out of the situation doesn't mean your spouse got out of the situation. So you've got to be patient enough and loving enough and take time enough to walk them through what you've already walked out of. It's going to, and you're going to have constant moments in that. I don't care if you, you know, when you're sing, when you're, you know, ma married with no kids and it's just you, you know, you have a knockdown drag out fight or whatever, and you've already kind of walked out and you've already kind of released and you've already kind of got, you know, gotten through the unforgiveness or, or whatever, but your spouse might still be dealing with some bitterness, with some stuff because you were vengeful and you were hurtful and your tongue was sharp and you penetrated them and you broke trust or whatever it is. And so you have got to be willing to take the time to get them out of the same valley that you got out of. Is that all right, everybody? Yeah. All right, come on, clap if you're going to clap. Let's do it. Let's ask this. Are there any adjustments you've had to make in your thinking? That's another question that kind of came up. Are there any adjustments uh, that you have had to make in your thinking just concerning marriage? Come on, let's start down there. Tyler's? Oh, I most definitely had to make some adjustments in my thinking, especially when it came to intimacy, because, you know, I'm like she said, I'm a lit fire. I'm always lit. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> All the men in the room said, hey. <laughs> I mean, because I still see Michelle like I first met her, and yeah. I told her. And to me, that's a, it's a turn on to me. And I yeah. told her, I said, I'm in love with you as much as I was in love with you when I first met you. And so I'm always lit, no matter what. But I had to learn that she liked to be touched. She liked to cuddle and things. So I had to readjust my thinking big time because I would so become, I become say, angry. Get busy. Just get busy. <laughs> we got we to we work it up. Yeah. All right. The reason why I had to change my thinking because when she wasn't willing to be with me where I wanted her, I was angry. I was mad. You talk about pillows, kicking. Oh, man, I was upset. <laughs> so I had to change my thinking because it was a turnoff to her. All right. All right. All right. All right. Go. What do you want to say? What was the question? I forgot the question. <laughs> Are there adjustments you've had to make? Right back there. There it is, right back there. The adjustments, adjustments I had to make, to make in my thinking. Marriage? Yes, yeah. yes. Adjustments. Um, <laughs> I, I guess for me, um, there, there's times where he's a little more spontaneous than I am, and I'm a, more of a plan-out person. So I had to learn, you know, everything. Like maybe doesn't... the candles aren't even lit yet. I know, yes. <laughs> So I had to learn, you know, just not to have to think so much, you know, about everything. Yeah. You know, some things are just okay, you yeah. know, just kind of go with the flow. Right. Cool. <laughs> Tina, any adjustments you had to make? I passed the mic. You passed the <laughs> mic? Okay. All right. That's all right. Well, the, oh. to the... Oh, sorry. Go, no, go, go. Ahead. go. Ahead. Well, to, go. What, to what the Michael, right? Yeah, the no? dollars. Anthony was saying, right, but it's a... Uh, 
the adjustment is the, the other way around, right? So you know that your spouse needs it more than you, and you have to make an effort. You have to be intentional, to yeah. use uh, Tina's words, yeah. right? So you have to work at it. Right, right. Because you know that if you don't do that, you're not meeting your spouse's need. Right. So let's just talk while we're, while, 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 while we're, we're kind of stewing around maybe the sexual kind of thought right here. Um, uh, let, me, uh, let me say this. Over the course of years, we have had numerous conversations with younger couples and then older couples where the sex equation of marriage was a constant struggle. Um, there, was a, uh, there was a couple, you wouldn't know them because they've been, they were here for just a minute and long gone you know, years and years ago, tons of years ago. And the, the, because of a previous situation with the woman, when it came to sexual intimacy, she was just not, it's just not going to happen. And it's like, they, they didn't, they, they, they kept, they were both, uh, they kept themselves sexually pure before marriage. And so uh, the pre-marriage counseling that they should have gone through, they didn't go through that would address that. So if you're, if you're engaged right now, you need to go through pre-marriage counseling because there's some questions that we will ask you that will come up that will will demand you ask and one of them is about sexual intimacy and if there's been rape or there's been abuse or there's been incest or there's been all kinds of things sexual promiscuity and they come into a relationship now that you're committing yourself to this person men or and or women but mainly on the female side um and and uh there was this uh not going to do it. And so, women, let me just tell you what happened in this situation, and I'm not advocating it, and I'm not, it's just, I don't want to say a normal thing, but the door swings wide open if a man is not getting his sexual fulfillment from his wife. He went looking somewhere else. And, and sad to say, that marriage is no longer together, and um, there's hurt, and there's pain, and there's, we'll talk about that, I think, maybe Kimmer and I a little bit when we talk the next two weeks from now. Um, so let me just encourage you, figure it out. If you're struggling in that as a married couple, uh, get some books. Uh, you know, there's some good Christian books on, on sex, and maybe you need to re-educate your mind a little bit. Um, uh, and, and constant communication, I believe, is huge because the, you, you've got to connect in your soul before you connect physically. Connect with your soul, with your heart. And... Um, uh, it's just a huge thing. Uh, let, let's let's talk. Let's go to another one here, real quick. What 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 ticks you off in marriage? What what's just a tick? What ticks you off? Like, <laughs> man, come on. Anybody want to? You know, it's one? weird. Um, I think maybe when he doesn't listen, when he when he turns into the Charlie Brown, all he's hearing is wah 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 yeah. wah wah yeah. wah. Yeah. Yeah. Same I, here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I I think you know it's weird because today I was I was trying to think you know I, we've had. Many arguments, you know, yelling, whatever, back and forth, um, where he makes me cuss, and then, um, <laughs> which means he got me, which means he got me really mad, really mad. Um, but I mean, I couldn't think of what one of the reasons was. You know, yeah. I can I can picture the argument of right. us physically having the argument, but right. I couldn't think of what the reason for the argument was. So it's always going to be something different, or you know, even maybe just timing of I'm having a bad day and he's not paying attention or yeah. whatever and gets yeah. me mad, and but. Yeah, right. when he doesn't listen. When he doesn't listen. Yeah. All 
right. I, I just like to say this. We talk about it all the time. I think our roles are reversed. I really think I, I am in the woman's position because, <laughs> and she's in the man's position. Like, so for example, with not listening, I feel like she doesn't listen sometimes, you know? You, you have to listen to me kind of thing. Or like one time where we, we lived in Northern California, they cut down, they over-trimmed a tree in our backyard, and I was crying when I came home from work. It was like, what are you upset about? Is this a tree, right? So I think one of the things that I've learned is, like, English is her third language. So sometimes... Uh, How many languages do you speak? She speaks three. Three? Yeah. So it's what... You, give them to us. Cantonese, Cantonese, Spanish, uh -huh. and then I Fluent? started learning English at Fluent. 18. Awesome, awesome. So I have, to re I have to remember that at times. As a matter of fact, this morning, we, uh, just something happened, not an argument, but I, I, uh, we were doing something yesterday, and I said, well, this particular person was uh, very sharing, right? And she said, well, if you define sharing as helping people and, and kind, and I said, no, no, I said, that's being generous. And, and kind, as opposed to sharing, sharing, sharing about your life, right? So that's just one example of, and then it had to make me think, well, let's see, maybe she just doesn't understand because you don't say that in English, right? So anyway, that, that's oh, been just my, adjustments, my yeah. just yeah, adjustments, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Tyler's? Go. Um, I think the only thing that, if I say, just kind of gets under my skin is... Um... <laughs> say it, come on, say it. I want to know. I want to know the real Anthony up in here. We see the Sunday Anthony. We want to know the Monday Anthony. Is because my husband is is constantly moving. He's a. I call him my stop, drop, and go. Because he will stop, do something, drop whatever he's doing, and he'll roll out. And you can see everywhere he's been, every single place so he's been, the bathroom, the kitchen. So the living room, he's got the Bible and his books in the living room in the kitchen. He's got his cup still there in the bathroom. He's still got the toothpaste out of the drawer. It's like, ah, oh. so I'm constantly going around. Does he clean, does he clean up? He does clean up. Eventually. He's an amazing cleaner. Yes, okay. he is. Right. But on a daily, you can see everywhere so he's fun. been. You know, so, so if anything, yeah. that would be like, you know, and I'm constantly going, okay. So funny. Okay, I, yeah, I know he was busy, so right. I'm constantly, you know, shifting yeah, my yeah, yeah. mind yeah, yeah, yeah. and going, okay, and he work. He's such a good provider. So I'm encouraging yeah. myself. Come on, y'all. Come on. Come on, hey, yeah, I got to make sure I'm do. right when he comes that's home, you, you know? So I put the toothpaste away and I put his Bible. Thank God he was in the Thank word. Thank God he's in the word. Hallelujah. Hey. Yeah, so hey. that's how I have to, you know, do it and you know because so if I don't do that then I'll start thinking well who because I don't work why he gotta leave go he go think yeah. I'm gonna clean it all the time and well right. yes right yeah go ahead and just so good clean it hey by the way <laughs> hey by the way y'all do know that when you're dating somebody everybody's on their best behavior oh gosh yes come on yes. when you get married come on somebody it's like they get the chance to see the real you so, so, you know, and, and by the, let me say this just to help some of y'all. Uh, the, the statistics are very clear. If you decide to live together before you're married, thinking that that's going to make your marriage better, the, the statistics say people who live together actually divorce quicker and more frequent than people who don't live together and then get married. Pastor Gary, so, can I interrupt one second? Sure. I've experienced that. So I mentioned before, I was, I was married before, and this was before I was a, a Christian. 
my wife and I lived together for three and a half years, okay? And we were married for six months. And wow. so the reason what, 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 what Pastor's saying is, is that I always knew that I had a door out. And, and I never really felt 100% committed. That's why I mentioned that earlier. So it's definitely true. So when we, uh, we first met each other, she was not a Christian yet, but she was very um, open to it. And uh, so she said, well, you know, uh, if we love each other, what's the difference whether we get married or not? And I said to her, because it's a, it's a public profession of our love to each other. And since I'm a Christian, there's no way, no how. I'm going to live with you, right? And she said, okay, if it's important to you, let's get married. And that's, that's exactly wow. what we did, wow. you know? Phenomenal. And, and I'll just mention one thing, because I've used it before uh, when I've taught Bible study. When she first met me, she said to me, I understand you're a, you're a very religious guy. And because my friend introduced us, and I said, no, I'm not religious at all. And she said, how can that be? You know, she said, you read the Bible, right? I said, yeah. I said, you go to church, don't you? I said, yeah. So you're religious. I said, no, I have a relationship with Jesus wow. Christ. Difference. And that, yeah. she said, well, what? <laughs> yeah. And that opened up the whole path. And then she, I think she's a more devout Christian than I am at this point. So <laughs> She definitely is. She definitely is. I just oh, wanted to share that. Yeah. Living Great together, story. forget it. It does not make, it does not make you more... And, and, and listen, if, if, if there's anybody in the room and you're living together, listen, no condemnation. And if you love them right now, I, I would say, let's go down to the courthouse. Let's get married. Listen, listen to me. Let's get married. Get the paper. And then let's, let's just get you through some teaching or whatever you need. Set the date and we'll marry you here at church. How's that sound, everybody? Does that sound all right? Come on. And maybe you're new to this. Maybe this is brand new. And again, the, the way of culture, the world, whatever you want to call it, is, you know, hey, man, just check it out. You know, sleep with some different people. Figure it out what you want. But again, what happens in just the sleeping together stuff is that you lose part of you with every sexual encounter. It's fact. And if you haven't heard that, I'm sorry to tell it to you here. I'd love to talk to you in person. But part of you gets taken away. And so um, we want to help you. We want to protect you. And uh, uh, we're glad that you're here today. Let's jump in another question here real quick. Um, is, misunder is being misunderstood just part of the relationship? Is just being misunderstood part of the relationship? Because I I've had that asked to me before, like, they just don't get me. Uh, somebody jump in there real quick. Go. It starts off that way, but it takes time to learn them. Okay. You have to have a commitment and a desire to want to learn them. Because a lot of times you keep hearing the repetitive question or the repetitive thing over and over and over. That's a cry like, hey, I need help. I need you to understand this about me. Yeah. Because um, if you can understand this about me, I'll be better off for you. Good. So. Good. Yeah. Uh, you know, one thing about being married is that prior to that you were single. So you were an individual. And so when you're an individual, you think about things on your own and your own way. When you get married, you have to start thinking about some things their way yeah. and my way and their way and then my way. And you got to put that two together. And she says, I don't listen to her. I got to go back to that last question. She said, uh -oh. I, li yeah, I listen to her all the time. You just don't hear me. I just don't hear her. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he was listening. He went back to the question. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's so funny. You guys got anything to say about that? Uh, but when he came in, in, in that white on that white horse, yeah. and um, our first date, he asked me, he says he was listening to a song, and, well, he didn't use the word heard or misunderstood, but he says, have you ever been mistreated? 
And I really could relate to that wow. because in my life, I felt that it's not just your, with your spouse. I, I feel like, you know, with f friendships, with my family, yeah. most, you know, a lot of times you, you will be hurt by what they say, by what they do or not, not do. Right. And you are going to be misunderstood. And with your spouse, it's the same thing. As a, as a matter of fact, it's a more because you live with them right. every day. Every day. Yeah. If I just may add to that, uh, this were the, this, these were the first words that we spoke to each other, actually. She gets into my car, and uh, I was listening to a, a blues album by Eric Clapton, and the name of the song was Five Long Years. And at that moment when she How got in... How do you remember that? Oh, of course. I love the blues. I love wow. But anyway, it was a, our first moment together, and uh, the, the line came up, have you ever been mistreated? I, she gets into the car, I said, oh, I want you to listen to this. And the line is, have you ever been mistreated? Then you know what I'm talking about. I said to her, can you relate to that? <laughs> and she says to me, yes. I said, me too. Wow. And that's how we started our, our 26 years together. <laughs> wow. 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 We're getting close to being out of time here in just a minute. Pretty soon, our piano player is going to come up. So whenever the piano player comes up, you know it's like the, 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 the TV show is getting ready to wrap up. <laughs> I, I want to ask a couple quick questions before how has this been so far? You guys enjoying this this morning? Yeah, <laughs> phenomenal, great wisdom. Uh, uh, let me ask you this, um, uh, two, two last questions maybe. Where does the word of God come into play in your marriage relationship? D does the word of God come into play? Oh my gosh. Talk, just jump yeah. in, help me. It's love, right? And that's what we try to do with each other. And for me personally, I, I think of this a lot. When the little annoyances that we, we talked about I have to remind myself, you know, forgive me my trespasses as, as you forgive, as I forgive those who, you know, you forgive those who, you know what I mean. Forgive me my trespasses as you forgive those who trespass against yeah. you. And I have to remind myself of that. So that's a very, very big, mm -hmm. big part of it yeah. for us. Yeah. Sumi, you want to say anything? How does oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, being in the Word every day, you know, like sometimes things happen and then you just get wrapped up in yourself and your anger and in your own pride, like how can he talk to me that way? I'm so mad, you know. And then all of a sudden you read and it says, oh, okay, do not be angry, right? In Ephesians it says, do not, you know, in your anger, no, not that you cannot be angry, in your anger do not sin and do Good. not let the sun go down, Good. you know, while time, angry. One more time, you can be angry and not sin? Don't let and sin. not sin. You can be angry. You, you're allowed. Anger is an emotion. Yeah, you're allowed, but yeah. Okay. You know, you will get angry. So, yeah, it does help. So yeah. then it reminds me and it gets me thinking so what I have done wrong. Good. Then do better awesome. the next time. Awesome. Amen. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the scripture about being unequally yoked, it's hard to be unequally yoked. It really talks about two oxen going down a path and one being stronger than the other and one pulling the other to the other direction and really it start going in a circle. Her and I are on the same path. We're on the same, we have the same strength. Even though I'm stronger in one thing, she's in another. We keep each other solid and Good. straight and we keep that as, as, our, as our goal and to continue to go straight. Great. Awesome. And I think like even in a um, relationship, you have to be responsible for yourself and I know, like, when I'm going through things, like, I always have the Christian radio station on in my car. I have it on at work. You know, uh, I, I have my Bible reading on my computer at work. And I know when, when I'm going through something, I just turn the radio up loud, and it always seems like the right song comes on, and right. I'm singing and crying or whatever it gets me through yeah. to help. You know, so I got to kind of feed myself cool. in order to feed him so and, and be together. So good. Michelle? Yeah. Um, marriage is not only, you know, 
spiritual, but it's practical as well. And in the book of Proverbs, it gives us so many practicalities um, to how to respond in, in life, you know, especially in marriage. Um, and I, I can recall one of the passages there um, talking, I'm laughing at Mario and Tina about us talking. You know, women, you know, it's almost like a leaky faucet, I think it says, and it'll drive the man to the rooftop, you know. So there's some Help practical, me, you know. <laughs> So there's some, you know, practical wisdom that we have to um, allow the word of God to begin to shape and form in your marriage. Um, and I, I love the book of Proverbs because it's very practical. I can jump in there and kind of research some things out and go, okay, this is why he's responding this way. Um, so I let the word of God navigate me through you know, things I just, you know, I just want to get a grip on in my marriage. It's like, okay, God, what's going on? How is this supposed to look? You know, so I, that's how I, I it just applies Great. to every area of, of marriage for me. Great. Anthony? Real quick. Um, I often think about um, Christ and the bride, and I try to model myself, myself, after that. And I told my wife, I said, I try to model myself as being the protector, as try to be patient, you know, and loving and things of that nature, you know. Um, and I would often tell my wife, I said, Shell, it's not because that I'm so attracted to you that I stay with you. It's because of the love that I have for the Lord. I said, you reap the benefit of my relationship with the Lord. That's why I'm with you. And that's why that's I don't word. look. Wait, 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 one more time. Say that, say, say that one more time. I, you reap the benefit of my relationship with the Lord. Yes. So that is our top priority is to love the Lord our God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm -hmm. And to love our neighbor. And in this case, your number one neighbor would be your spouse. Yes. As yourself. Yes, sir. Wow. Uh, let me just wrap this up real quick. Uh, we want to let you go. And, and uh, man, bring someone next week because we're, we're going to do something even not more special, but as special next week. I've asked four young couples uh, that are, you know, young, young in marriage to be up here with me and share uh, their journey, kind of where they're at. And I think it's going to help all of us as well. So come back next week. But let me just encourage you, um, something I so appreciated about Kimberly. We met in Bible school, and so our journey was a little bit different, both pursuing uh, uh, ministry and, and uh, both came from Christian homes, strong Bible homes, believing homes, and um, along the same pathway like you've heard here a couple of different ways. Um, so, you know, Mario said a moment ago about not, not being unequally yoked together with somebody else. And so let me just strongly encourage you. Um, if you're single and you're looking for somebody, you're not going to find them really at the club. Uh, you're not going to find them at the, you know, probably in the gas lamp, unless you're on the Amtrak. Um, and, uh, <laughs> just, just saying. Um, uh, but in, you know, being equally yoked together, you need to find somebody that not, not only is a Christian but believes like you believe. Believes in the power of the Holy Spirit. Believes that you know that God is good. Believes that, you know that He still works miracles today. Be believes that your prayers are heard. Believes in righteousness. I mean, there's all kinds of different streams. So, let me just encourage you, single people, don't settle. I really think that there's something you know to uh, um, people are getting married later now. Kimber and I got married. She was 23. I was 24. These guys are a little bit later. Second marriage, but you know, young. These guys were super young. So. Uh, you know, don't, don't don't sweat it. Just just stay steady and, and keep working on your relationship with God and let God do what he needs to do in you and then God will do what he needs to do around you. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. But let me just encourage you married couples as we wrap this up. Three things I wrote down. Um, read things together. Re read passages together. Kimberly, you know, she's just, she's, she's amazing. Over the course of the years, like now, you know, if she's got time in the morning, well, every morning she does have time, but like if she's got extra time, 
Like on a Saturday, if I wasn't bike riding, that's generally what I do in a long bike ride on Saturday. I'll find her upstairs as she does every morning, but she extends it on Saturday morning if she can. And she's got, she's got her phone, she's got her iPad, she's got Bible books, she's got her Bible and books out. And just, man, you know, I'll start talking to her about the Word, and she's already got stuff that she's talking, and we'll talk together about the Word. So let me encourage you. Um, Read things together, read the word together, read devotionals together, get on the same page together. And if you're fighting something, if your spouse is fighting something, fight those things together. And not just the one where, where you, like we talked about a couple weeks ago with Moses and Moses' hands were weary and Aaron and her held up his hands. But you could actually hold up the hands of your spouse and uh, cause uh, victory to happen in their life. Uh, secondly, let me encourage you, pray together, pray together. And let me just... Let, let you off the hook here a little bit. I don't know what that means to you. I don't know how your relationship flows. Kimberly and I don't pray every single day together. We don't grab hands. We don't get on our knees. We don't, we don't, we don't do that. Some couples do. I think it's awesome. We just never have. That hasn't been the rhythm of our life. But we'll talk to each other and just say, hey, what's up? What's going on? And, and just some things that are just some spontaneous. We've got a big bedroom. We've got a couch up in there. It's just a big bedroom. And so I'll come in the bedroom sometime, and man, something kind of hits me, baby, we've got to pray about this with the kids, we've got to pray about something with this person at church. And so we, we make it more of a spontaneous thing than just a, a, a something that we need to do every single day together at a certain time at 8.15. We, we don't do that. So again, everybody's different. you got to find your rhythm. So find your groove, find your rhythm. Lastly, let me encourage you, pray together, read the word together, pray together. I can't stress this enough. Uh, you're seeing these couples here, all, all three of these couples, all six of these people serve like over the top, like, like, like over the top here at church. Um, we, we've got so many couples and, and also singles that just give, let me just say this, ridiculous amounts of hours to the church. You're, you're enjoying that. You're enjoying what these and many people on the dream team do. I mean, ushers show up here at 7.30, 8 o'clock on, on a Sunday morning to start setting out flags and A-frames so people can find church and getting classrooms together. Teachers come in here. Worship team comes or at 7.30 or whatever. So let me just encourage you. If you're married or you're single, let me just tell you, you need to read the word, you know, single person, married person together. You need to pray together somehow, some way. But you need to find how to serve together. You need to serve together. And don't be that dude. Listen, let me talk to you men. Don't be a knucklehead man. All my life in ministry, I've seen knucklehead men that the wife serves and, and the man just will not. So listen to me. I know I'm putting you on blast right here. But every man, you need to go to the growth track. And if you haven't been through growth track, you need to drag your wife and family into growth track. And you need to find your area of service where God will start leading you and speaking to you in a very brand new way. Come on, bow your head, close your eyes when you do that. Father God, you've been with us all morning. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy.